Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello there, don't mind me. I'm just using my built-in binoculars to see <laughs> who else is going to return to WWE. Because quite frankly, it's becoming ridiculous. And look at me. Do I look like a ridiculous person? No. Hello there, my name is Simon from What Culture, And it's just a joy, is it not? You sit down to watch professional wrestling in 2022 and anybody could literally turn up. I was like, oh, maybe my grandma will be here. Died a long time ago. Otherwise, though, we did just have the season premiere of Raw, which never makes any sense. But what does is taking the finger of power and giving the good bits an up and the bad bits are down. I laughed at the start of Raw. I mean, it was utterly stupid and utterly ridiculous, and it veered off course here and there. But sometimes you just want to enjoy some funny. Because it was D-Generation X talking about their penises and wondering if they could talk about their penises. But the best part is that Sean Waltman, Sean Michaels, and the Road Dog were kind of over here. That was Triple H. He was sat in the manager's seat. So they were kind of just poking and going, Haha, you're all corporate now and you can't have any fun with us. When indeed, Corey Graves introduced us to Raw. And the reason we did do this is because he has a new broadcast colleague, none other than Kevin Patrick. He is now your lead commentator on Monday nights. And for all the people that were like, oh, I don't like it, I don't like it, would you just give him a chance? And would you also remember, he's a human being and he's probably doing backflips right now because what a gig to get. So Kev, I'm in your corner. Go smash it. I've already stated this was the season premiere, even though wrestling just goes on and on and on and on. And of course, who kicked things off? It was the bloodline. Aren't they just great? Roman Reigns started this by saying you're always looking ahead when you are the greatest of all time, which makes absolutely no sense. And he carried on with these sayings as he was all like, the loudest person in the room is also the weakest. Backstage, Braun Strowman was like, what? It was so good, though, because in the ring, Sami Zayn's face just was like a picture of terror. But then everything was okay, because Roman was like, I tell you who I'm talking about. You, Jay Uso, you crazy hothead. Now, it looked like this was all going to go bad, but once again, Zayn stood up for Jay, and he was like, listen, Roman, man, I can handle this. And even though the head of the table looked like he was going to melt down at first, he was all like, oh, don't, this guy, he really is an honorary Uso. 
my heart. What was even better, though, was the talk from Sammy. Because he basically spoke down to Jay like he was some kind of child. He's like, look, listen, your behaviour recently, it hasn't been very oozy. I was like, oh, no, here we go. And you need to be more cool like Jimmy Uso and Sola Sokoa. And that was absolutely awesome, too, because Jimmy was laughing away. here like, ha, 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 having such a good time. Whereas Sola looks like he's ready to kill you. And WWE just has this group down at the moment. Everybody understands their roles and they're completely smashing it, including Jay Uso. Because at this time, He's like, I can't handle this anymore. I'm going to go off. He even turned to Roman and was all like, is this a joke? Is this a rip? Are you trying to wind me up? And Reigns was like, nah, man, this is Sami Zayn's time, so you better listen to him. And then WWE went WWE because Matt Riddle's music played and out he came. Now, I absolutely fell on the floor here because I was like, oh my gosh. He actually did it. Because we have been making this joke here on Ups and Downs for years. But basically, Riddle said, Oh, hi, Roman Reigns. I know there was a stipulation that I can never fight you again for the title. But why don't we do it anyway? So he literally went, Hello, world champion. Geese title shot. And kind of upsettingly, it didn't work. So good on our tribal chief, because he believes in stipulations. So Riddle was like, well, why don't I take on someone else? And of course, straight away, Jey Uso was like, Sammy will do it. You should make Sammy do it. Sammy, he's ready. Put your arm in the air. You're going to do it. Because he kind of had been called out. Zayn was like, all right, yeah, I'll do it. I mean, they are like warring brothers, so it's just fantastic. And this is going to be our main event. And all of this was fantastic. I'm not kidding. I could have watched another 10 minutes and this went on a long ass time, but I did not care. It does get an up. And as I always say, eventually Sami Zayn is going to be screwed over. Water is going to come out of my eyes. Quick recap video from Extreme Rules reminding you that it was a pretty good show when it was back to the wrestling. Johnny Gargano versus Austin Theory. But this didn't go as long as I expected, but I do much prefer this format of sometimes having longer matches and sometimes having shorter matches. And for the good first five or six minutes, Theory was just kicking Gargano's ass. I was like, <laughs> he's definitely going to lose again. My word, that boy is on a streak. So you have to imagine that something is coming. And at one point, Theory locked Gargano in the Gargano escape. But then Gargano escaped and he put Austin in the Gargano escape. Sorry, I fell down. It really was tip for tap the entire time because then Theory hit a super kick, so Johnny hit a super kick. And eventually he did a dive, he scored with the DDT, he hit the one final beat, and he pinned Austin Theory. One, two, three. And that was kind of that too, so I'm a bit confused about the direction. Don't really get where Johnny Gargano's going. I don't know if Theory is ever going to cash in his briefcase. This was all right, I had a good time. Up. Which was kind of almost identical for what came next because it was Rey Mysterio versus Chad Gable. Before we do get into that though, I thought today was a very good day to remind you about Rey's entrance music lyrics, which are indeed Booyaka Booyaka 619, Booyaka Booyaka Rey Mysterio. I mean, that's beautiful. I actually think this went the exact same running time as the previous match, although the difference here is that we had plenty of shenanigans. Because while Gable and Rey did have a terrific match, I mean, they're incapable of doing anything else, after around about four minutes, the Judgment Day's music just hit so somebody must have been prodding the audio guy and out came Rhea Ripley and her kind of boyfriend Dominic. Rhea was also wearing an armband that had Beth Phoenix's name on it as if Beth was dead. So we gotta give a round of applause for Rhea. I mean, that was kind of dark, but she is killing it right now. I also think that somebody decided that Ray needed to kick some serious ass here because at one point he did a dive and Otis caught him. So he just took the big man and threw him into Rhea the ring post. Then he got back in the squared circle and he absolutely wrecked Chad Gable, gave him the 619, finished him off with the springboard splash. And I actually looked around here like, have they replaced Rey Mysterio with someone else? 
because they haven't treated him this well in years. Straight away, Don was being an idiot because he was in the ring going, Daddy, hit me, Daddy, but Ray refused to do it. And even when the rest of the Judgment Day tried to jump him, Ray was like, look, I'm sick of you. He kind of fought them off and he gave a 619 to Damien Peace. This is when Domi returned and clotheslined his father like the disappointment that he is and he was still trying to goad him on. But seriously, at this point, even if Rey Mysterio, who like strangled his son, would anybody actually judge him the irony? Of course we wouldn't. Dominic deserves it. He didn't though, so Dominic and Rey attacked him. And as Ripley was holding his arms over the ropes, Dominic hit the 619 and I was like, you disgusting people using his own move against him. So this was like the saddest 619 ever or the 61 not fine. <laughs> That's it. It's the end of my run. This continues to be really well done though. We're taking our time and we're eking it out. And if you want to try and stretch this to WrestleMania where we do Mysterio versus Mysterio, I actually think that would be more than fine. We're definitely planting some seeds here. I am giving it up. I really do enjoy how Raw segues all its segments together these days as well. Because given that the Judgment Day were in the ring, they were like, well, why don't we do a little bit of talking? They then bragged about the fact that Edge had lost to Finn Balor at the pay-per-view premium live event. And honestly, Finn Balor, why do we take so long to turn him here on the main roster? He is like your drunk mate that just wants to cause chaos. It's awesome. We then aired a video to visually remind us what they had done to Edge and Beth Phoenix at Extreme Rules when we passed the mic to Dominic and this schlub could barely talk because he was just getting rained down with booze so fair play to that guy he's done it they're ready to turn their attention to AJ Styles but you know the deal AJ was just sat backstage going they better not mention my name because if they do mention my name I'm going out there they mentioned his name, so out he came. He acted all like, oh, you're right, Finn. I should have joined you because friends and family are so important. But as we have now learned recently, if you're an internet nerd like me and a couple of names start getting thrown out there, like, oh, they could be returning to WWE a few hours before Raw, what it means is they're returning on that Raw because just as Finn Balor and AJ Styles gave a hug to each other, AJ was like, I'm not talking about you, you goober. I'm talking about these guys. And who returned to WWE? Gallows and Flippin' Anderson. Fans lost it because everybody likes a return and they all got into a big brawl. And it also means we're gonna do the Judgment Day versus the OC or the OG, whatever the hell they're called. I was like, oh my gosh, I desperately want that. Especially when you remember the past between all of those guys, we could really make this work. Especially because New Japan retweeted this on Twitter because Carl Anderson is one of their champions. We are not in Toto anymore, Kansas. Plus, all of this actually makes sense. AJ wouldn't just walk out there if he didn't have a plan, so he went and got his buddies. So Raw really does have some momentum at the moment, and this episode especially backed that up. And the only real negative I could throw at it is that it's three hours. But it's always going to be three hours. WWE makes a lot of money. By this point, who even cares? I do have to point out that when AJ was teasing he was going to enjoy the Judgment Day, he had to kneel down. <laughs> in front of Finn Balor like he was General Zod. I mean, can you imagine if you had a friend like that? Hey, Simon, do you want to come see Darren? Absolutely not. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, 
so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Damage Control did an interview after this and Byron Saxton was on conducting duties, so that's his new role. And I kind of don't really understand what we're doing with this group because Byron was all like, oh, Bailey, you kind of sucked at the weekend. When Dakota Kai and EO Sky jumped in, they were like, we love Bailey. She's the greatest person ever. One day, she will be the champion. I mean, they were hinting massively that she's going to get a rematch. And I was like, why? Bianca Belair absolutely whooped her ass. Point is this, later on it will be Candice LeRae versus Bailey. You ain't gonna believe that. We then had more Bloodline stuff after this and it was excellent because Sola Sokoa, Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns are about to go and check out New York City. When Jay Uso ran up to them because he wanted to go, Roman's like, nah, you gotta stay here and you gotta watch over Sami Zayn with your brother Jimmy Uso and I tell you, Jay, he better win. <laughs> so you could see where this was going, but we'll get to it. And then... I was genuinely stunned and a horse. But it was Candice LeRae versus Bailey, And while Bailey took a huge portion of this match, just as she went to do the rose plant, Candice decided, I'm going to hit you with the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. And she beat her. And I went, what? So fair play to WWE as well, because they haven't done this finish in a while. And because they did it here after Bailey had lost at Extreme Rules, it generally made me facepalm in shock. And of course, straight after this, EO Sky and Dakota Kai got in the ring and they beat up LeRae. Bianca Belair also tried to help out here, but her wrestling maths absolutely sucked because it was still three on two. So Damage Control finished her off as well with Bailey taking the belt and kind of doing an elbow drop on her. So yeah, it does look like we will do Bailey versus Bianca Belair round two. I'm not sure how we're going to justify this. And there's still something about Damage Control I don't get. So 
still a very well-worked segment, giving it up. Maurice then gave The Miz a baseball bat for his birthday. Okay, who you are, that is pretty weird. It eventually made sense because these two went for the ring to have the Miz's birthday celebration. And Maurice was all like, read the bat, read the bat. So he did read the bat. And it was signed by baseball legend Jose Ramirez, but not Aaron Judge, which was basically a way to go, ha New York, your sports team sucks. We didn't muck around here at all because in the ring, there was a table with a bunch of presents on it. This is why I was laughing so much. Because before this, Maurice had been saying, look, Miz, don't worry about Dexter Loomis. You should care about my birthday party. Because I spent three months preparing this. And all it was was boxes on some wood. I was like, Maurice, you could have done that in a day. He was so pumped for Miz to open one too that he did pick it up. And for some reason, he turned away. Because that's how people open presents. Because, of course, when you turned around, who had, I suppose, got a saw and the hole in the table so he could pop his head out. That's right, it was Dexter Loomis. Miz's big plan to get out of this was to just take the box and put it back over Dexter's head, which is the equivalent of taking a shower when you want to get dry. And of course, because he's a mega asshole, he basically pushed his wife into harm's way and she went into the birthday cake. It then got super dark because Dexter Loomis took out a knife like he was about to do some stabby wabbing. But instead, he went to cut himself a slice of the sugar bread. It's like this whole thing is totally out of control and it's been going on for weeks and I still have absolutely no idea what Dexter Loomis is trying to do. However, you know me, I do like the goofiness and I was just laughing at all of this because out of context, it is totally, totally wild and we are going to get some justification in around about three seconds giving it up. And we shall talk about that right now because then we zoom backstage and D-Generation X with a couple of jobbers that were about to take on Omus going, oh man, you can do it, you can do it. And as soon as they left, they were like, now they can't do it. This is when The Miz found them because apparently they're in control of Raw now and he was super duper upset about Dexter Loomis and he said, I want to take him on in a match next week and if I win, he has to leave WWE. Now, the road dog agreed with this but also said if Dexter wins, maybe he gets your balls. And nobody <laughs> seemed to debate this. So right now, I'm not 100% sure that on next week's show, somebody's testicles aren't going to be on the line. And of course, that ties into the fact that The Miz loves talking about his balls. In that birthday segment, it was all just, look at my testicles, look at my testicles. And I'm sick of testicles. I don't want to talk about them anymore. And when we do get to next Monday, <laughs> I'm going to watch like this. I want to see anybody have their balls chopped off. This also did mean it was time for two random dudes versus Omos. I'm genuinely baffled. Because I've said it before, but we've done this. Omos destroyed a bunch of dudes. Then he had a few with Bobby Lashley. It looked like we were moving in a new direction before we've gone back to Omos just smashing dudes. I mean, he just did tree slam after tree slam after tree slam. One, two, three. It does feel like the tease is that we're going to do Omos versus Braun Strowman. At the moment, Braun should wreck the guy if we do do that. Look, I really like Omos. I think he has an upside. I think people are way too harsh on him. Also, in wrestling, I just want a giant. But none of this makes any sense. And we really need to give him something more concrete to get him down. It was all good, though, because we then went angle crazy. I loved it. Because then came Bobby Lashley, who was ready for his US title match against Seth Rollins. And he took the microphone. He was all like, listen, listen to the people I have defeated. Drew McIntyre, I beat him. Seth Rollins, I beat him. Brock Lesnar, I beat him. But what did I tell you earlier? You're not allowed to go into a wrestling ring and just start throwing out names without somebody coming to the squared circle. And that's what happened. And <laughs> you won't believe it. Get those goggles back on. It was a 
Brock Lesnar returning to Raw. So the surprises are now absolutely ridiculous. And while Brock was all like, "Where, Bobby, it's great to see you. He then grabbed Lashley, he put him on his shoulders, and he gave him F5 after F5 after F5. I tell you this, Bob wasn't happy. He also locked on the Kimura, which looked absolutely horrible, before he got his cowboy hat and just went, see you, pal, and he walked to the back. So now I can only presume that we are going to do Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley, and I'll always take that match. Big men slapping man meat. This obviously led to a story point as well of, oh my gosh, Bobby can't wrestle what he's going to do. But Seth Rollins came out, basically took the piss out of him until Lashley went, right, that's it, I'm going to kick your ass. He was able to hit the spear, but he was too injured from the F5s. So Seth Rollins gave him some curb stomps and he pinned him and he is now the US champion. Seth also walked out here with his rib tapes up because of course he had been in the fight pit and that always makes me laugh because I'm like, how is that going to protect you in any sense of the word? But I thought all of this was good business and it makes perfect sense because right now Raw doesn't have a champion or a WWE champion because Roman Reigns stole all the belts. So right now Seth is basically top of the tree and that's where he should be. You should go watch all of this up. So I was just having a great time with this Raw which was the same as what came next. It was a spooky wookie Bray Wyatt video. And it was basically Bray with his mask over and over saying, Revel in what you are. <laughs> was that kind of voice too. So that was fun. And I do totally get it. If you did go to Raw and you didn't get to see a live appearance from Bray, which is what we all wanted, of course you were going to be a sad panda. But here's the other side of the coin. There was a bunch of QR codes that basically told you he will turn up on SmackDown. And if this is WWE's plan, then they have to stick to the plan. Too many times in the past they've gone, oh man, we're just going to change the plan. And it never works. Like when CM Punk, for example, 10 years ago, he won the WWE title and he was meant to be gone from the company. And then like... (laughs) That afternoon, he came back and said, I was kidding. So this version is better. We just have to let things play out. They have regained our trust a little bit, especially because right after this, a graphic came up on the screen. It said, hey, ho, Elias is coming back next week. This is my new visualization for everybody that does make a return. But I can't lie, I'm having a really good time with it. I like Elias too. I think he gets a hard time for no reason. Where it was time for our kind of main event, Sami Zayn versus Matthew Riddle. Now this was good. I mean, it was really good. You could have Riddle and Zayn literally wrestle forever and they'd still find a way to make it work. But like lots of matches on this week's episode of Raw, it was more angle and story than it was grappling. I thought it was absolutely faboo. That's one of the main reasons I'm zooming through all of this because we do want to get into the narrative, which is the fact that Sami Zayn and Jey Uso... Not only can they not get on, but now they're costing each other matches. Because the whole time they kept looking at each other, and at one point Sammy said to Jay, look, you don't need to get involved in this, you don't need to interfere, I know what I'm doing. To the point when Riddle was whooping his ass, Jimmy Uso, who was also out there, was like, look, bro, we've got to go help him. And Jay went, nah. Apparently, he's French now. And this kind of caused a mini distraction, although not really, although they could have helped him. The opening was right there. So they got back in the ring. Sami Zayn got hit with the RKO and Riddle pinned him. J-Man, he was all like, ha, 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 ha. I was like, dude, I think you should be laughing at this. Roman Reigns is going to be really mad. So you can just see the cracks forming and you know what's coming, but that's good. And all of this is just so damn good. Once again, we are planting all of the seeds and I can't wait for the bloodline flower to go. Whatever the hell that means, it is definitely getting it up. Go watch the match too. These two are great. All of this did mean that Degeneration X closed the show. 
thought it was fine. They came out on their big tank as well as a wink, wink, nudge, nudge to all the back. And the fans played the role of Billy Gunn here. And the absolute best part is that Corey Graves went, oh yeah, Billy's not here because he's off somewhere else playing with office equipment. Scissor me, daddy. Otherwise, yeah, they just did their stuff. They talked about the fact it had been 25 years. They mentioned China and also went, look, if we're back here again in 25 years, kill us. Now, they didn't say that, but Shawn Michaels did say, put us out of our misery. And that's what it means. We also got the big suck it chart because that's what DX do. And some people are like, oh man, I can't believe the D-Generation X didn't get attacked. What do you want? A bunch of 50 year olds to get beaten up? I don't want to see that. Also, there would be no payoff because you'd get no match. This was just a nice nostalgia run seeing four people that had a tremendous impact on the wrestling business. Sometimes nice is nice. And I will say when it comes to sports entertainment, we don't often get nice. So I'm going to take nice. I'm going to swallow it, I'm going to put it in my tum-tum, and I'm going to give it an up. And we never have to talk about it again, but that's fine too. I also like seeing X-Pac on my television because that dude is seriously underrated, and this brought us to the end of Raw, and I tell you, this one was absolute fire. They came out all guns a-blazing, and it's got me excited for SmackDown because you're going to have to presume they're going to do the same thing, especially with Bray Wyatt. Easy peasy today, getting it up.